It's time for the Bears Nation podcast with your hosts, Kevin Lapka and Jake Hassan. Get ready for a lot of fun and excitement. Strap it in. I know you're going to dig this. It's Bears Nation, baby. To the Batmobile. Let's go. All right. We're doing this again. We're doing it again. Do we have to? We're doing this silly little show again. It is Monday, September 25th, and this is, to my dismay, Bears Nation podcast, <laughs> brought to you by ONTAP Sportsnet, myself, Jake Hassan, joined as always by Kevin Lapka, following the week three drubbing, if you will, shellacking, jackhammering, doomsdaying even, uh, of the Chicago Bears at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, about a million to nothing. The final score is actually 41 to 10, but a million to nothing. Essentially, Um, you score exactly one touchdown and exactly one field goal. And the Chiefs score a lot more than that, um, as we expected. But we did not expect it to be in the way or fashion that it was in which we both came on this show last week and we predicted a loss for the Bears, as we should have. The Chiefs are a really good football team. They're the reigning defending champs, as you you saw last season. And rightfully so. We think they're a really good team and they have the best quarterback in the world. And it's just the absolute pitiful, cowardly, just nonchalant way that the Bears went out there and took the field and then just had their ass handed to them for two and a half hours, three hours. And it was just so, so bad. And I don't really know what else to say other than that. It was horrific to watch. I, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I didn't even watch the second half. I was at a I bar. I was at a bar with my friends and we went outside onto the patio, which had one TV and it was like, there was a glare from the sun anyway. So I couldn't really see it even if I wanted to, but I really didn't have any interest after halftime because everyone saw where that game was going. And it was just so brutal. The bears defense gets their first takeaways of the year off Blaine Gabbert after Patrick Mahomes gets pulled after about five seconds into the third quarter, because there was no reason to have the starters out there anymore. And Travis Kelsey went up to his suite to hang out with his girlfriend and who you may have heard of. Her name is Taylor Swift. Okay. There's our allotted time for that because everybody in the sports world has to talk about it. So there's that check that box off. Um, but yeah, it's really bad. The starters get pulled. Blaine Gabbert sees NFL action for the first time in in the third quarters and early in the third quarter. Um, and the Bears keep the starters out there for far too long for whatever reason. Um, Justin Fields, <laughs> I mean, four for 10, 99 yards, a touchdown, which was meaningless and an interception, which really wasn't his fault. I guess hit off the hands of Chase Claypool pops into the air. Chiefs come down with it. But oh. Man, uh, it's it's brutal. And honestly, Kevin, now the line has opened for next week's game, which we'll get into on Wednesday for some reason. Uh, the Bears are three and a half point home underdogs yeah. to the team that just allowed 70 points to the Miami Dolphins, also known as the Denver Broncos. Um, so that's really fun. I don't know if this team's going to win a game. Uh, this year, which is really bad because we talked about in our season preview, there is one must-win game on this schedule against the Carolina Panthers, and I don't know if they're going to win that game. I And it's really bad. And even if they do win that game, that might be the only one they win all year. It's really bad. You are, as of today, the worst team in the league. You are slated. If the season ended today, you would once again have the number one overall pick. 
The nice thing is Carolina would have the fourth overall pick, which would also be yours. So we can start dreaming of Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. I guess that, I mean, we could just start doing that now. It's where you have to be. It's you're zero and three. Your team sucks. This is, we are officially in Mitch Trubisky territory. They're not willing to let him throw the ball. The defense sucks. You're throwing for sub 100 yards. You're throwing the ball 10 times, and you're just bad. And it is uh, hopeless. And you are just in prime Mitch Trubisky territory now. You're in prime Matt Nagy territory. The coaching is cowardly. The coaching is sad. It's pitiful. And the play on the field are fuck set. And it's really, truly awful. And now we just have to make it through 14 more weeks of this to root for losses. Uh, for another year. Once again, oh. it is it is not even the end of September, and we are already going to be rooting for losses for the rest of the year. It's unfair. <clears throat> it's not right. And as we sit here today, September 25th, on Monday at 11-19, it is unjustifiable that Matt Eberflus and Luke Etsy have jobs right now. Unjustifiable. Yeah. There is nothing that you could tell me to convince me that those men are deserving of the jobs that they have right now. Nothing. You've lost 13 straight games. You've showed incompetence at every level. The disaster inside Hallis Hall. We talked about maybe it will unite them. Maybe they'll come together. This is your chance to sort of kind of bring the group together and figure things out. You get things out of the way, and now you come together. You do the opposite of that. You go backwards. It, it, the game was a reflection of the week that you had prior, and I just it, it's, it is unbelievable to me that those guys have jobs right now. It's unjustifiable. There's there's not a single thing someone could say to me right now, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, you know what? You're right. I'll give them another chance. They don't deserve another chance. No one wants them to have another chance. They don't deserve it. What have they done to deserve another week as the coaches of this football team? What have they done? Absolutely, there is not a single thing that they have done. And regarding Justin Fields, man, you know, I'm my favorite quarterback that's ever come through this franchise. Obviously, everyone knows my allegiance to Ohio State and, and how that plays into it. For his sake, I don't want him to be the quarterback of this team anymore. For his sake, not for my sake, for his sake. He deserves better than what the Bears are giving him right now. And there is another team out there that is going to be thrilled to have a quarterback of that caliber on their team. And he is going to be great with a different coach and a different scheme and a different team. And we talked before the show yeah. quietly how it could potentially be Minnesota if things <laughs> fall the right way for them. Obviously, they wouldn't trade them to Minnesota, but maybe years down the road if they get rid of Kirk and the Bears don't pick up the option and he gets when? let go. You know, those things could happen. Say it's Minnesota, he would be a superstar with them. Yeah. I think he'd be a superstar with pretty much every team in the NFL but the Chicago Bears. And you can, you can maybe you could say about any quarterback that's ever going to come through this franchise because that's just the way it feels, man. I mean, it's just, it's just yeah, at some point... It's not a coincidence. At some point, it's not luck. At some point, you have to look at the things that have happened in the past 10, 20, 30, 40 years and say, well, it's not a coincidence. It's not. These things don't happen to other teams. Sure, maybe they happen to the Lions, but look where they're at now. And maybe they happen to some other teams that haven't even sniffed the Super Bowl before. Yeah, it, things could be worse, potentially, but... It's just not a coincidence that over and over you have the same problems. This is the coach. Is it the quarterback? You can't get the two together at the same time. Those things are not coincidences. No one in that building is justifiable. Other than Ryan Poles, I think still has he still has footing under his ground as to why he should be the general manager of this team for a couple of years. He still has some footing, um, but it's that I, I I can't imagine that those guys have a job past week eight. And I know the Bears don't fire people in season, 
but this is also rock bottom. It hasn't been this bad. This is worse than the Tressman era. This <laughs> is worse. This is worse. Oh so, man. They they gotta be they got they gotta go and they gotta go fast. And I'm just I'm just so sick. I'm so sick of it's a short it's a, it's a long season. It's it's week three. You know, we're coming together. Shut the hell up. Tell me you suck and move on with it. Oh. It was uh it was really depressing. And we saw this coming because after all the debacle of last week, oh Justin and I tweeted this, Justin Fields and Luke Getzey are hugging at practice and they're having a good time and they're playing Kendrick Lamar at practice. And apparently that's all they were doing. We're hugging and listening to music because they come out there and it was so evident right away, right away. You could tell that that game was going to go sideways because the defensive coverage was the softest. I think I've ever, ever seen Travis Kelsey was running every which way, wherever he wanted. They were running the ball everywhere. Patrick Mahomes had all the time in the world to throw the ball. And then offensively, you're just getting wrecked. I mean, we talked about Chris Jones and the defensive line and the problems that you're having on your offensive line. And it's just what's really depressing is that first, this one's quick. Justin Fields had maybe the best throw of his career and DJ Moore just dropped it. Just dropped it. I, I think it was the best throw I've ever seen Justin Fields make. And he just dropped it. The guy, the guy you traded for who was supposed to be your star receiver transformance offense dro- just drops it. All right, cool. But also like, you can tell that Justin Fields has had his brain rewired by this coaching staff because even like, you could tell he was trying to run more, but he doesn't run with conviction anymore. He does he like one run. You could see he thinks about it now. Yeah. He's thinking about, oh, should I run? Should I not? Okay. Well, I guess I'm going to now because, you know, I, I, that's what everyone says is good. But, you know, the Bears had hope and it was because of Justin Fields, the athlete. And then whatever they did to him this offseason, whatever lab they put him in, whatever blender they put his brain in, like he's the winter soldier, except much worse physically, obviously, like bizarro winter soldier, summer soldier. I don't know. But like, it's just he you could see it. He's like scared to run. He doesn't run with conviction. What made him so special last year is he saw a sliver and opening and he just took it. He was gone. Now it's like he had running lanes for days all day yesterday. And it was just like the hesitation, the half step forward, yep. uh, maybe, maybe, and then he does it, and he gets like three yards, and he it, like he doesn't run hard anymore. It's just, it's really sad. And now here we are. I don't think that the coaching staff is going to get fired because if you're oh, trying, come because on. at some point in season or at all, in season, okay, after the season, no, I mean if you win one game, they're all gone, and and. It, it looks if you like you win you're four under- games. You're all gone. Ag- agree They're with all that. gone regardless. But we're, I mean, we're past the point of no return. You're likely only winning one game tops, and that would be against Carolina, maybe. But I mean, you get to a certain point where it's okay. We might as well keep these guys, even though they suck, because. If they're going to lose games at some point, that's the goal. And I would argue that right now is the goal to just start losing games. Go for Caleb Williams. Try to pair him with an awesome wide receiver in the top five and Try to redo this the right way. Hire someone from Miami. Try to hire someone from LA. Try to hire someone from Green Bay. I don't know. Mm. But like You know what happened it, the last time they hired someone from Green Bay? Yeah, that's fair. That's a good point. I realize that's a double said agent. That. Maybe he's just still have to consider for the it. Packers. Um but I mean you just have to hire someone from a smart organization because you are not one. And you have to hope that they you get you get this quarterback, generational quarterback handed to you essentially. And you got to try and not fuck it up. 
I have a question I have, for I you. I have no faith in that, but I know I continue your hypothetical question. Hypothetical question for you that's, like, obviously never going to happen because this guy just got signed to a contract extension. But, like, if he were on the trade block, how many picks, like, like how many picks would you trade for Kyle Shanahan? Like, if that were able to be a thing. I mean, the Broncos traded a pick for Sean Payton. A first and a second for Sean Payton. How many picks would you trade for Kyle Shanahan? I think I would trade three first-round picks for uh, Kyle Shanahan. Three was the first that I popped would in my head, I would trade first-round picks for Kyle Shanahan. See, the problem then is, though, I wouldn't... That Okay, in that scenario, you're keeping Justin Fields, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. It's not going to happen. Something I, in the I'm chat. Just, it's just... Something in the chat with Jim, Jim Harbaugh. Harbaugh. We hear this every no. time. It's not going to happen. It's, it's just not. not. He's not... He has the all of Michigan in the palm of his hand. The state, not the school, the state of Michigan. In the palm of his hand. Why would you leave that? I wouldn't. They're paying him a billion dollars, too. No point in him leaving to come to whatever this is here. Yeah, I mean, you have to find someone, an assistant from Miami or Buffalo. Ben Johnson. or I mean, or, yeah, Ben Johnson, who is willing to say, to willing to take on this cluster of, of a situation and try to figure it out. It's just really, really depressing. It's really sad. And, um, he, yeah, I mean, here, here's – and here's why – like here's where we're at, right? When we talk about the coaching staff, this this is the same exact argument and the same exact conversation we had three years ago as it pertains to Ryan Pace and Ryan Poles and all of that. And I, I was at the time, you know, a defender of Ryan Pace for one reason, one reason only: the way he allocated assets was absolutely reckless. Yes. He was he was reckless with the way that he spent his money the way and, he drafted. And, 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 and and yeah and. It was understandable for a couple years because they were at a point where they he knew that he probably didn't have enough time left on his clock to rebuild again. Yes. So he was just putting assets into a team that he he thought could be like a veteran team with a lot of old players like the Rams. Catch did, lightning in a bottle. Catch lightning in a bottle and win a Super Bowl like the Rams did in 2021. Um, but Oh, the Rams might still be good. So. <laughs> well, I don't know. But we'll see tonight. But I was of the belief that Ryan Pace was a pretty solid drafter was a pretty good talent evaluator overall, aside from a few, obviously, critical misses. But it was the coaching staff that failed over and over and over again to develop players that he brought in. And I think you're seeing the same exact thing happen right now. And the the more that this continues, Jake, you're going to see the conversation start to turn to Ryan Poles. You're going to start to question, is yeah. Tremaine Edmonds not good at football? Is TJ Edwards not good at football? Is DJ Moore a bad trade to, to make for the number one overall pick? Don't do that. Don't do that. That's not the case. It's 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 Guys don't, like, Tremaine Edmonds, and I said this all the time last year, Tremaine Edmonds didn't just come here and get worse at football. Yeah. TJ Edwards just didn't get worse at football over the year. No, there is a direct reason, a direct correlation between players coming to the Chicago Bears and players becoming the worst versions of themselves. And it happens to everyone that comes here, and it's because of coaching. It's happened for every player that's come here pretty much since the Lovey Smith era. Yeah. Name a player that has come here and become the best version of themselves instead of the worst version of themselves. I can't even think of one. Maybe Bryce Callahan, but he was drafted here. He wasn't even like, like come Kyle on. Fuller. Na- Kyle Fuller. Uh, Keen Hicks. Drafted here. Like, aside from the 2018 season. Sure. Like, Everyone else became a worse version of themselves, and everyone who was on that 2018 team, which there's you know very few left on this team, have become significantly worse than what they were at that point. And there wasn't even a great head coach of that team at that point. Like this, at every single level, 
from a game basis, on a play-by-play basis, from the way that they come out and the energy, it's on the coaching it, at yeah. every single level. And that's why I say it's unjustifiable for them to have jobs right now because it's just not possible that all of these guys are just not good at football anymore. <laughs> and it's like you watch, again, it doesn't – watch the teams around the rest of the league. Like you want to know where the Bears are at, watch, watch the team across from you. Yeah. Look at the talent that the Chiefs have on paper. You have significantly better skill position players on paper than the Kansas City Chiefs do. They dropped 41 on you. You have probably, honestly, with everyone healthy at the beginning of the game, before Brisker went on, before Jalen Johnson went out, probably a better secondary on paper, sure. potentially. You know, obviously not a better front four. Probably a better linebacker core. And they hold you to 10 points and pretty much three points the entire game until they brought the twos in. One team has Andy Reid, the other team has Matt Eberflus. That's that's what it comes down to. Yep. Don't make excuses. I said this last week and the audio kind of got messed up, but like don't go back, don't roll all of your predictions and expectations back now. Like when you look at how this team was constructed, they should not be losing 41 to 10 to the Chiefs. They should not be 0-3. We should not be hitting rock bottom with the roster that was constructed. Don't roll it back now. The expectations were set high and they should have been set high because this roster was constructed for them to be high. And they have not reached them, and that falls directly on one and multiple people, and their names are Matt Eberflus and Luke Getze and Alan Williams, who isn't here anymore, and the rest of that coaching staff who is absolutely incompetent and absolutely incapable of getting the best out of their players. Yeah. I mean, the, you hit it on the head. Like, it's just you had all these additions. You had all these expectations, and you just you chunked it. You chunked it from the start, too. This was always a possibility that things that you weren't going to meet expectations because they had gotten to a point where they'd gotten so high. Fields MVP, Eberflus Coach of the Year, Bears a playoff team. So at a point that it had jumped the shark at a certain point, but this is just, I mean, it's the third week of the season. It's not even the end of September, and you're at rock bottom, and they're having powwows Everywhere, like people across Bears media are getting together to do like a, a basically WWE Super Slam of the Bears organization, as they should, because it's a horrific organization that is just so bad at everything they do. <sighs> it's just there's no like it's so depressing because there's nothing you can do for 14 more weeks. Like this is just it. This is just life for uh, for six more months, five more months. This is just life. We're going to do this every single week now. Like, we're going to be on this program in 48 hours being like, yeah, you're three and a half point underdogs to the Denver Broncos with a cooked Russell Wilson and a Sean Payton who hates his job. And you rightfully should. Like, how do you win that game? I don't know. Like, this defense, even though Russell Wilson is probably cooked and bad now, I have no faith that this defense, especially now that everybody's injured, can stop even Russell Wilson. Like, you don't think Jerry Judy's going to cook you? Like, you don't think that, uh, what's his face, uh, Javante Williams is going to cook you? Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton? Like, you don't think those guys are going to find ways to dice this A, very injured defense, and B, also bad defense? Like, I don't, like, it's so stupid because I bet you, too, that this coaching staff is underestimating the Broncos too. Like, oh, they just got destroyed by the Dolphins. This is it. Like, all right, we can we can we can just do what the Dolphins did. <laughs> Easy. 
Easy. And they don't yeah, prepare. And I bet points. you Sean Payton is like, God, this is the worst. Now I have a chance to beat up on an even bigger joke of a franchise than mine is right now, than my team is right now, and I'm going to do it. And I'm just going to smack him around. I guarantee you that Sean Payton has just notes and whiteboards out already today. It's 1030 in Denver right now. I bet you that he's already prepared to just smack the bears in the mouth to prove a point. Well, at least we're not as bad as them. At least we're, at least we're a little bit better than they are. And I bet you it's going to happen too. And we'll talk about that on Wednesday, but this team is a joke and you're probably just going to get the number one overall pick again and be forever in perpetuity. One of the worst teams in the league. And yeah, really fun. Really, really fun. Here's the, here's the only, like, again, the only way that you can save anything from this season, the only thing that's salvageable is Kevin Warren stepping in, right? If he really has the power that we think he has, and he really has the influence that we think he has, he needs to step in and fire their ass today or tomorrow or next week and somehow get rid of them, see if Justin Fields can play without them, with Andrew Ginocco as the head coach or something like that, right? See what can happen, and maybe he plays well for the next 14 games, and then you have two top picks, and then you get Marvin Harrison Jr. and Jared Verse or something, and then you kind of move from there instead of, having to, instead of having to restart because, like, as intriguing as Cable Williams is, right, as great of a prospect he is, probably the best quarterback prospect since Trevor Lawrence, which was only, you know, three years ago, but... What, again, I said it last week, what faith do I have that they'd get it right with him? It's It, it almost feels like the same risk drafting Caleb Williams as it is to keep Fields around with a different coaching staff. It seems like the same risk. Like, I, I don't, like, obviously you're going to want to take the upside on Caleb Williams, and you're going to want to take the upside on, you know, a generational prospect and restarting. Rookie and, contract. And, and, and rookie contract and potentially new head coach with, you know, the new quarterback. But again, how many times have we done that? Over and over and over. It's just, it's, I have zero faith that the organization is going to do the right thing, especially if they keep this coaching staff around the entire year because what that signals to me is same old bears this is an organization that doesn't fire people in season it was completely justifiable to fire Matt Nagy in season two years ago they didn't do it they end up firing at the end of the season when they clearly could have beforehand and that's that right that we know that that's what they do that's a Chicago bear way yeah. you know we're not we're, we're going to be respectful and honorable and we're not going to fire people in season well guess what you know you want to make a fucking change to this part of my French sorry mom you want to make a change to this organization you want to show that you're different now you want to bring Kevin Warren in here and show that you are organizationally different at the top like we pleaded for it to be then fire people in season show that you're different show that this is something new right show that when things get as worse as they could possibly be that you're willing to make change because they've been so adamant to do it for our entire lives. So that's the only way that this season is salvageable, that they show that they're willing to make change by firing the head coach and the offensive coordinator in season. I don't care if it's difficult to find guys to replace him. I don't care if it's difficult to figure all of that out. Whatever you got to do to show that you, to show that this organization is not the same from what it was in the years past. I, I just, I, that's to me the only way that I could be somewhat interested in this team for the next 14 weeks. Like, I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm going to sit down on my fucking couch like an idiot every week and watch the game. I'm yeah. going to do it. I did it last year when they, you know, won three games and lost, you know, 11 in a row or 12 in a row. I, I've done it every year of my life. You're going to do it too. It's what we yep. do. You're going to, you you like watching football, even if it's that bad. You're going to watch your team because well, the Bears fans are great. I'm going to do what I did last great. year. The Bears will be on the second small screen. 
Yeah, I mean, an actual good game will be on the big screen. Yeah, but though you'll be you'll be watching the Bears play football, right? Yes. Like, and for me to stay interested, they they have to show that they're willing to change. And I do I have faith that it's going to happen? Maybe more faith than a couple years ago, but still not a lot of faith. But I just, I mean. That's like, and it's it's so we also shouldn't be at the point where we're putting this type of like pressure on Kevin Warren, but sure. like, because we don't really know, right? I guess we don't really know what he was brought here to do. Yep. You know, but if I were him, I don't give a fuck what you brought me here to do. I've been in organizations before. You know, I I I kind of know how these things work, and I know that this shit is ass. And you know what? <laughs> Whether you brought me in here to do what I to do stadium or to do football things or not, my title is above Eberflus. It's above Ryan Poles and it's right below Georgia Pekaski. So because of my title, I have the power to fire their ass, and I'm going to do it. And that's what he should do. Would it make you feel better if, like, I was able to tell you, and I can't. This is all we're just getting into the hypotheticals here. But like, what if I was able to tell you, like, hey, Kevin Warren and Ryan Poles had a close, you know, a, a meeting just between the two of them during the game yesterday or something, whatever. They were watching it together at House Hall. I don't know. Whatever you want, want to, however you want to envision it. And maybe that happened. Kevin Warren is saying, we got to fire these guys. Like, this is bad. And, and Ryan Poles says, well, wait a second. If we keep them, they're going to lose games. They're going to be bad. Then that puts us on track for what we want to. Then we do full restart. We fire them at the end of the season. We restart with the quarterback re-up with a rookie, and go for the number one pick. Because we're all of the thought that they intentionally lost games in season last year, right? Like, I think we all believe that. So if they do that again, Ryan Pohl says, hey, did it last year, could do it again. Like, we we re-up, we hire Johnson from Detroit, or we hire someone from Miami or something, and then we put the, pair them with a rookie quarterback, ideally Caleb Williams, we feel like we have the receivers. Maybe you bring Chase Claypool on a one-year contract. I don't know, but you have Komet. You have more in place long-term at least. You have the start of a defense, sort of. I mean, like you said, Edmonds and Edwards and these guys didn't get worse. We still th- we still like Brisker's upside. We still like Jalen Johnson's upside. So it's like maybe you just go full restart. If you told me that that conversation happened and that they agreed to do full restart coach and quarterback together, and not one or the other, then I think I could stu- I could stomach this for a year and be like, okay, at least you have a goal. Like, at least you're losing with a purpose, which just sounds so insane to say. But if you're losing with a purpose, at least, with the idea being you're going to go for the number one pick, you're going to try and get Caleb Williams, and you're without a doubt going to fire this coaching staff, restart, clear them all out, and pair quarterback with coach, and just restart it all together, and you're Ryan Poles, and you stake your reputation, your claim to that instead, then I think I could be on board. I think here's the problem with that, Jake. And here's my problem with this whole tank for Caleb Williams thing. Last year, the Bears had to get so incredibly lucky just to get that number one overall pick. They had to lose an absurd amount of games, and this team might be worse now that yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in that final game, well, that's what I'm saying. In that final game, the Texans had to convert a four, or the Colts had to convert a fourth and twenty, and then a two point convert. Like, it is not a high percentage chance the Bears get the number one overall pick. And me personally, well, I don't like any other quarterbacks in this class. I don't want Drake Bay on my team. He's not moving the needle for me. Sure. Like, 
It's so it's Caleb Williams or, or nothing. But to be fair, like you won games early in the season last year. You were behind the eight ball by the time you decided you were going to go for you were going to start tanking. You're right, already on three. The the NFL is 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 weird, man. The Bears are not going to win zero games. They're, they Why will not? Win, they will win a couple games. Why? Because says, the says Cardinals what? beat the Cowboys. We still have to play the Cardinals late in the year. Like, the Cardinals the might Bears, have an awesome coach the, though. The, 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 Jonathan Gannon might just be a good coach. Explosive. I mean, to, I know, I know. It's through funny. three weeks of the funny. season, you he's, can't he's, tell he's, me that he's, like he's a better coach than Matt Eberflus. Right, exactly. Um, so that's what I mean. But I'm just saying, I, it's still although it's. Although they're 0-3, although this is rock bottom, it's still a tall task to get the number one overall pick. So all I'm saying is But like, you're like there, your, like you're on you're, track. I, you're, you're, you're on track, but it's still like there's other 0-3 teams in the NFL. It's still not an easy thing to do. So that's what I'm just saying. All I'm saying is if the scenario is getting Caleb Williams, obviously, and, and restart, that that's that's a good scenario. I'm all in. But the odds of that happening are low. So if you get into a situation, Jake, where you end up, right, with a couple of wins, there's a team that maybe only won one game or something like that, and you have two, and you have the number two or number three overall pick, and maybe you get lucky enough that the team with the number one overall pick ha- uh, doesn't need a quarterback, and you can package into that with the two, you know, top five picks or top ten picks that you'll picks that you'll likely have. Sure, but I'm just like, if you're in a you're in a bad situation if you don't get the number one over pick or you don't get in a position to get Caleb Williams, and then what, right? Like, unless you're really high on Drake May or you're really high on Bo Nix or something, Shadur Sanders isn't coming out this year. Michael Penix. Michael Penix, who could be a Heisman candidate. I like him too, but I don't know if he's going to be a top 10 pick. But even then, man, like, I just, I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm nervous. I'm nervous about about that situation in the draft if you don't get the number one overall pick. Because I understand that that's, the, that's a low-hanging fruit right now as far as what the Bears should do and what they can do because they're on three. I would be shocked if this team had the number one overall pick. I'll say that right now. I would be shocked if the Bears somehow ended up with the number one overall pick. So if that's not the case, I I, I, I would rather have Justin Fields on my team than Drake May. I'd have I'd rather have Justin Fields on my team than Bo Nix. Well, Bo Nix is also 37 years old. I'd rather have Justin Fields on my team than Michael Penix Jr., I don't know about that. I'm just I Justin Fields is more talented than all of those guys coming out of college. I mean, but we we've already agreed that that Justin Fields isn't going to succeed here. Like it's just not going to happen. Well, I mean, would you have the belief that no. hey, with Ben Johnson? Nope. I don't know. I think I'd have I'd I'd, I'd have also belief. like we have to consider a couple things here. Like I fully like I I don't understand why the Bears can't go 0 and 17. Like who are they beating? Who are they beating on the schedule except maybe Carolina? Like the teams that you're going to be competing against here, like for that top of the class, like the top of the draft, teams you're going to be competing with, like the Vikings. You still have to play them twice. They're a better team than you. They'll beat you twice, probably. You like the Bengals aren't going to go. Just don't don't even look at the schedule though, because like, like the Broncos, who currently are slated for the second overall pick, they're going to beat you this week. 
The, Vi- the not the Vikings. You don't know that though. The like ra- you don't like, know that things. Jake, you 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 can look at it, and obviously through three weeks, it looks like the Bears could probably not win another game on the schedule. That's just not how the that's just not how the NFL works, man. I mean, you talked about what happened last year. Maybe it's reverse. Maybe the Bears lose twelve games in a row, and then they you know win a couple at the end of the year. Like there's a very possible, there's a very large chance that that happens. There's a very large chance that they'll win some weird games. Like they could beat the Raiders at home. Like they're gonna <sighs> win some games. It's going to happen. They're going to win some games um but i yeah i i just it's 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 also like that's why it's hard to go through all this draft stuff right now it's just, it's just too hard and you can talk about the possibility of having you know marvin harrison jr and Caleb williams in the same draft you just it's it's too early for it you can't do it because it's all we got it, though. i know it's all that's we got all we it's got. really all that we have to talk about on this podcast here's one thing september you can kind of 25th and i'm looking at tankathon yeah i know woo! It's, it's yeah woo let's go this is the chicago bears at its finest brian benson in the chat uh shout out to this guy man so he says he drove seven hours I'll put the chat on the screen. Drove seven hours from Chicago to Kansas City to witness a beatdown. So shout out to Ugh. you, bro, for showing up. Us Bears fans keep suffering, he says. Show some hard effort. No passion to drive from top to bottom. I kind of this is like a life story that kind of I, I I paralleled to the Bears. I was like walking around downtown with my parents after uh, you know, I work on Saturday. And, you know, walking, it was a beautiful night in the city, walking down Buckingham Fountain, uh, walking just, you know, in Grant Park, just just like walking around and enjoying the city last few weeks of summer before, you know, it gets shitty uh, and it's wintertime in Chicago. And I'm like, you know what? Like, do you know what would be good for the Chicago Bears? Like, take the entire team, walk them, like, through downtown, walk them <laughs> through the city, and say, like, this is what you're playing for. Because I don't see any sense of pride. Within that no, team, for this city, for this team. And when I was walking around, I'm like, I, I can't even imagine if I was in the position as any of those players walking around this city knowing that I represent all of this that I'm witnessing. I represent all three million and more people who watch this team on a day basis, give it their all, like Brian Benson, who drives seven hours to the game. I represent all of this, and I can't show effort on the field. And I can't give them my all, and I can't show pride for the logo that I put on my helmet. And I know that might sound like a cliche thing in an old school, you know, but that's really what it feels like. You watch a team like an like the Arizona Cardinals, who is supposed to be one of the worst teams in NFL history. Those guys have pride for the logo on their helmet. Those guys have pride for the logo on their jerseys. And I'm not saying that the Bears players like I, I don't want to like accuse any Bears players of not having pride, but I just think it would be good for them. And they're not going to do this, but just go take no, a also, take a walk down the city streets. Yeah, they <laughs> would get booed on the streets. Take take a look at what you represent and think hard and long about the effort and the performance that you have put on the field in the past three weeks. When all that you represent is so significant, and it's just it's like for an organization like the Jaguars or an organization where you're in a small market. And well, the, J- the Jags what, might stink this year, yeah, too. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Texas, you know, or, you know, just small market teams that have never had success. It's hard It's hard for you to do that. But if you're the goddamn Chicago Bears, you're the storied franchise in the NFL. You're one of two franchises that helped create this league. You have one of the best teams in NFL history in 85. You have the most Hall of Famers of any team. Or I don't know if the Packers have more. I think you might have more. Anyway. Top two in Hall of Famers. You represent so much history and so much pride. You, all of that, and this is what we have right now. And you know, I, I just, I, I, I cannot believe that this is where we're at with this As of team in this August organization. Twenty twenty two was still the Bears. 
Was so, the most Hall of Famers. And I don't think a Packer was uh, inducted this season. So, I just, I'm, 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 no pride, man. Yep. I mean, I, I took off my jersey at halftime. I don't, I don't, I'm not proud to be a Bears fan. Are you? I just don't care. <laughs> it's just I like, mean, yeah. it's hard to care. Like, I, I mean, it's just, I mean, like I said, I was at a bar and I just didn't even, like, I just glanced at the TV every few minutes because I didn't really, I was not invested in what was happening because it's just, it's hard when they're not invested, when the coaching staff clearly has not gotten the team prepared to play and you just, you never expected to win really, but it's just like the lethargic, pitiful, pathetic performance you put out there. Like, I mean, like you said, the lack of pride, the lack of spine, Like, you just went out there and went through the motions, got your ass kicked, and it didn't really matter. Like, it's just like, okay. Like, I, Uh, we we both expected this. Like, we both, yeah, we both expected this team to win. I mean, like, going back, or expected this team to lose. Like, and so did they. But I mean, we at least expected, like, you predicted 31 to 20. Like, it would have taken that. I predicted a little closer, 35 to 14. And even I, I Um, didn't give the Chiefs enough credit. I didn't give the Bears enough of a downgrade. Like, if if you had at least made it a little bit competitive, like it would have been something, but it just it looks like that nothing matters out there. They're just there to be there to cash a check, and it's just oh my god! <laughs> just looking at our bold predictions from last week: Brisker interception versus Mahomes, Justin Fields a big rushing touchdown. Uh huh. Me, Tyreek Stevenson interception, Roshan Johnson RB one. Okay, far from that. Yeah. Quarterback performance. Oh, God, no. I predicted 20 for 32, 197 yards, two interceptions, 100 rushing yards, and a touchdown. That was kind of close on the interceptions, at least. You predicted 21 of 28, 245 yards, 85 rushing yards, and a rushing touchdown. Once again, I would like to posit that uh, Justin Fields threw the ball 10 times for four completions, one touchdown, and one interception. Did he only have 10 attempts? Oh, uh, 20. Why did I keep saying 10? Yeah, Justin Fields, 11 for 22, 99, 99 yards, one touchdown, one interception, which is worse, to be honest. 11 carries for 47 yards, a long of 17. Roshan Johnson did get the majority of the carries out of the running backs, though. Okay. There Eight you carries go. to seven. Look at you. Let him cook. Woo. He actually had not, didn't have a bad day. You know, 4.8 yards per carry. Ni- nice to win one. It is nice to win one. So, yeah, uh, things things went great. As they typically do. I mean, Matt and the chat. Apathy is already set in. He's right. I'm apathetic. I'm apathetic. I'm almost there. And like, oh man, it's so it's so sad. You know, I I love this team, man. And I and and I I I, I, and there's so many people in our chat who love this team. Like, you don't drive seven hours to Kansas City to watch the game and spend money on the game if you don't love this team. I almost went a couple months ago before the season even started. My cousin texted me. He's like, "Should we go?" Because my birthday's in a few days. He's like, "Should we go for your birthday?" I was like, "Damn, that actually could be really fun." I was like, "If this team actually is good, that could be really really fun." And I was laying in bed last night. I was like, "Thank God that we did not do that." Like. Thank God I decided to actually, like just spend money to go to a, like a nice country club and play golf this upcoming weekend. Like nice. do that instead. I was laying in bed. I was like, thank God I did not put time and effort and financial commitments into that because that would have been depressing as hell. Yeah, absolutely not. I And, and you know, the problem. If somebody, if somebody gifted you Bears tickets for this upcoming weekend against the Broncos, I'd would you go, go? I'd go. I'd go. What if else am I like, doing just, on Sunday? 
Uh, go to a, go to a nice patio, like you said. The summer <laughs> summer's ending. Find a bar with a nice patio, I'd hang go. out. I just I, I don't get to go to a lot of Bears games. They're so expensive. So if yeah, I have an opportunity to go, I'm going to go. Um, I, I yeah, I, I I would go. But you know, look, there's not much else for us to say for this episode. But just you know, I'll make a prediction. I guess I'll you know why not just throw out a prediction out there. I think. The Bears coaching staff will not last past week seven. I think for the first time in franchise history, they will fire a coach in season. Um, Also, are they going to hire a defensive coordinator? Like a really random thought. Like, are you going to do that? Like, that might be a good idea. idea. Anyway, I think they're going to fire the coaching staff. I think they're going to fire coaching staff in the first, uh, by week six. By week six. Or did I say week six? Week eight? You said week seven at first. Okay. I'm all over the fucking place. Because right now you're through three. My mind is mold. So you're saying. Um, By week six. So prior to week six? When do they play the Chargers on Sunday Night Football? That is not until. Week eight? That would be week eight. We lose. On Halloween weekend. They get fired after that game because it's a national TV game. You're going to get embarrassed in SoFi on on a primetime spot. Um. They'll get fired after that game. There will be organizational change. And that hopefully will signify that things are somewhat different at the top organizational structure of this organization. And hopefully you go from there and see and see what happens. But that's my prediction. I just don't see how it's possible that you lose this many games in a row and you look this bad and you hit rock bottom and you still have a job. If there's anything that you know, the McCaskies care about, like, Matt Aggie was bad, but they were somehow winning games. Like, they were winning eight games, and that was good enough for them. You win 13, yep. you lose 13 in a row, I, Virginia's getting up out of that wheelchair, and she's putting their foot down. So I don't think they, I, I'm joking about that. I think Kevin Warren <laughs> be making the decision, but I just, I, I don't think they last past week eight, and I'm praying and hoping that, that signifies some sort of organizational change. Justin Fields is going to ball out. He's a quarterback next year. We'll get Ben Johnson. We're going to win the Super Bowl. It's going to be okay, Bears fans. Also, uh, Panthers lost. Don't forget we're 1-1 one one this week. Uh, as usual, <laughs> yes. we're 1-1. One one. As usual, lose. we are 1-1. One one. Panthers That's big. lose. That's big. Let's go. Bears fans, we back. We up. Let's ride. Um, I need less Andy Dalton, though, because Andy Dalton almost won that game. I need less Andy Seahawks Dalton. I had and Survivor, I, and I was a little nervous I need, about uh, it. I need Bryce Young to come back, and I need those rookie quarterback mistakes to, yeah. get, to keep those wins coming. Yeah. Good point by Kevin. We are 1-1. One one. Uh, we are still, uh, what, f- 500 on the season? No. We're 1-1. Yeah, and- 500 on the season. Carolina. Panthers lost every game. Oh, yeah. All right. We're 500 on the season, baby. What are we complaining about? Let's go. Like, Things why are-, are we? This is a good day. This is a good day yeah, in Chicago. We're, we're doing we're up, great Bears fans. over here. We're, we once again are one and one, but we will be back on Wednesday. We're going to break down the Broncos game, talk about how the Broncos probably over prepare for you and bounce back and just absolutely kick you in the teeth. But we're still going to be here because we do this for you guys. And otherwise, if we don't vent uh, and you don't laugh, you'll cry. So that's what we're going to do on Wednesday. We're going to laugh a lot, probably, hopefully, maybe. We'll see how it goes. But we will be here, myself and Kevin, to break down the upcoming game against the Broncos. Thank you to everybody in the chat, as always. Everybody, the live viewers, live listeners, you guys are the best. Appreciate you. Appreciate the people watching and listening in podcast or video form after the fact as well. Appreciate you guys as well. No, it's not easy right now, but that's Bears football, baby. That's what we're doing. So until Wednesday, for myself, for Kevin, for Bears Nation podcast, this has been... Bears Nation Podcast. Until then, I can't believe I'm saying this, but bear down. Bear down.